0: and I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, it's Johnny King with another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And if you're like, holy shit, that audio sucks, or it's uh, kind of loud, you got some loud background that's because I'm literally walking the streets of Athens, Greece, as we speak. I arrived earlier this morning after two weeks in Italy. And uh, as I'm walking, I'm literally just... I'm like downtown Athens. I just stumbled upon this beautiful old church. Uh, of which the history I know nothing of. But it's beautiful. And it just... It's, I've just been eating this up. This is like right up my alley in terms of just history and beautiful places to see and such an amazing new culture, the Italian culture. Now I'm spending this next week in Greece, soaking up the the Greek culture, just had some delicious food. And uh, it's been interesting. It's been interesting to say the least. I, I wrote a newsletter about this kind of idea, um, a week or two ago to my newsletter list. And if you aren't on my newsletter list and you'd like to be, um, I send out a a weekly newsletter, feel free to head over to johnnyking.com. You can sign up for that. I'm often sharing different ideas, business relationship, all the good things, um, fitness, emotional health, you know. Yada, yada yada, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, on that newsletter. <clears throat> However, this past two weeks, I was traveling gratefully, both with my little sister and my father. And as I mentioned in the newsletter, uh, my father has been working through a little bit of a health challenge, uh, to say the least. And it is an aggressive one. Um, without going into too much detail about it, it's uh, definitely one that strikes at the uh, the core of one's mobility. Now, granted, we all will get older uh, each and every single day. But, uh, man, it's one of those topics that I think I've... I can't discuss enough, and I have lived an interesting perspective, an interesting um, kind of view from the backseat of both my parents who did not prioritize really their, their physical or their mental health in certain ways. Uh, my mother was a, an amazing spiritual metaphysician. My father has been an amazing uh, entrepreneur, big, big cojones when it comes to taking risks entrepreneurially. My mom was an amazing mother raising five children, Um, you know, with a a workaholic husband. Um, But truth be told, you know, the older I get and the more I've seen how things kind of unravel... um, you know, it's interesting to see how those things catch up to you, especially in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond, and so my mom made it to 61 before her health challenge caught up to her, and she passed away, and here my dad is in his mid-70s, struggling, Um, and 75, in many regards, is not that old. I think the older you get, I'll just speak from my own experience, the older I get, the more I have an appreciation for um, you know, how youthful and active and vibrant and, and vital one can be, you know, at an older age. And it really comes down to quality of life. I got friends who buddies who are like, Yeah, I have no desire to to live uh <laughs> into older age. They just think that, you know, they'll get to uh you know I don't know, 50, 60, and they'll be done. I don't know how they'll think they'll be done, but I guess if you just check out emotionally, that's uh, one possibility. As you well know, there's a a very uh, surprisingly high number of men who pass away, statistically, who pass away within two years of retirement because they've lost their sense of purpose, even if it's a a normal 9-to-5 job. So... The question really is, you know, what are we all doing this for? You know, I'm spending time with my father, and don't get me wrong, he's done well financially, which affords him and, uh, you know, myself and the rest of my siblings and our family, um, you know, various blessings and privileges 100%. However, at what cost, right? My father, having, after my mom passed away, he came out of the closet a couple years later. Many of you who have heard my story or read my book or listened to other podcasts or even listened to his, uh, I have a couple episodes with him on my show. Um, you know, he came out of the closet after living, you know, kind of wearing a, uh, a mask, if you will, and using his work and his career as a massive, uh, what do you call it, distraction? from the ghosts in his closet, the skeletons in his closet, the ghosts in his, what's the saying? <laughs> skeletons in your closet, the ghosts under your bed? Who knows? Anyways, you get what I'm saying. And so, you know, when, when he was working so hard, probably stressed in so many different ways financially, um, you know, what did he resort to? His comforter was... And still continues to be food. Um, and in many regards, my mom. My mom probably felt like she was, you know, kind of not getting a whole lot of recognition for all of the support and work that she was doing to raise five children. And, uh, and turned to food probably as a way to, um, to reward herself, right? So food is such a seductive way that uh, any of us can use to ultimately reward ourselves. Uh, I say seductive because we all obviously have to eat to uh, survive. And yet the quality and the quantity of what we eat makes a massive difference. So here my father is, uh, having spent you know, probably 30 years of his life being over 100 pounds overweight. He was at his top he was probably 320 pounds and he's my height six foot maybe yeah roughly so that's a lot um you know that's a lot to carry on one's frame both mentally emotionally physically and so I think that has caught up to him he's had a couple of hip replacements he's had a bunch of different stuff and just the stress of of um ultimately not doing the work not doing the men's deeper introspective work until later on in life. He's doing it now. He's been doing it the last 10 plus years. Um, but a lot of that, my whole family has, has changed, uh, quite frankly. Um, and those of us that have really kind of dug into doing interpersonal, personal growth, personal development, whatever, tone, uh, what do you call it? Uh, word or type you want to throw at it. It all kind of comes back to looking at oneself, why we are the way that we are. How do we, uh, cope? How do we avoid pain and move towards pleasure in ways that aren't healthy? Right. And typically the, the, the bigger the pain, the, the greater the coping mechanism. So those that are on hard drugs and drinking and gambling addicts, sex addicts, um, workaholics in many ways, they, they, (laughs) the more out of balance their life is, the more, uh, pain that they're really looking to, uh, distract themselves from. So here we are, you know, I'm in my early forties. Um, uh, my father's in his mid seventies, my little sister's in her mid thirties, um, and I have, you know, this is, this is the kind of the, the time in, uh, in my life and in a lot of our lives as, as those of you that are listening, mid-30s, 30s, late 30s, 40s, 50s, where like, dude, if you haven't started to prioritize your health, it's starting to catch up to you. And uh, I, I think it's one of those things that you have to have some sort of um, routine and healthy habit but it's, it's only going to be driven by a deeper purpose, right? A deeper, I say deeper purpose, but I should say a deeper reason why it's important to you, right? And so what I started doing after my mom passed away, write this down, okay? This is something I think you should do too. Something I started doing, when I started doing personal development work, After my mom passed away, my dad lost over 120 pounds over the course of, like, two years. Relatively with seeming ease compared to how I witnessed them growing up, you know, in the 26 to 28, 29 years (laughs) of my life prior to. They both, my parents both, really struggled with losing weight. And here my mom passes away and my dad loses his weight so quickly. So I started asking him and I started asking, actually, so many people. I started interviewing uh, Biggest Loser contestants when the Biggest Loser was really, really hot. Uh, The TV show, I was able to start contacting them on social media, on on Facebook and whatnot. And I started interviewing a bunch of them uh, over Skype and recording our conversations, much like I do with this podcast, and asking them, like, what is the difference between you, you know, who has taken the weight off and kept it off for, for years, right, And so many of the contestants who went on the show lost 100, 200 pounds. And then as soon as the lights and camera turned off of their season and turned their focus on another season, they just gained all the weight back. Like, what's the difference? And across the board, those that had come, you know, had taken the the weight off and kept it off, they said they were doing it for a purpose that was greater than themselves. They made it about their children. They made it about their example to the community. They made it about their fans. They made it about anyone and everyone other than them, right? Because we will always do more for others than we will for for ourselves. That's just the reality, right? And so, you know, I talked about this on a podcast episode with my father. You know, like he got motivated after my mom passed away because he didn't know. He didn't think that anyone would love him. He didn't feel like he was necessarily even worthy of love when he was pushing the scales above 300 pounds, right? And so you have to get to the core of some sort of reasoning that really, really motivates you, that really, really strikes a chord that you know, gets you feeling and motivating, motivated to a point where you get emotional even, like one that really fires you up or one that even makes you maybe feel emotions welling up in your throat. If you're feeling like those types of emotions, then you know you're stumbling upon something that's really meaningful for you. But if you just want to lose weight because you want to look better or, you know, feel sexier or, you know... if you want to take care of yourself just cuz you you know i'd like to just be around more for my grandkids or for my children or just for a greater you know this is what i hear all the time oh I just it's, i just i just know i need to make a lifestyle change or you know i just like to to you know have greater mobility and freedom i'm like okay cool that's still such a surface level answer so that you can do what right so that you can kiteboard so that you can climb a mountain so that you can chase your you know, grandchildren around the backyard. Um, what is it for you that really, 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 you know, hits a nerve in a good way, in an empowering way? Because it's just it's just clear, obviously. I've said it, you know, I'll probably say it the rest of my life, but it keeps me very motivated. And the reason why I stay as fit and healthy as I am is because I saw with my parents how much... Uh, it impacted their lives and how much as a child of theirs it impacted mine because they weren't necessarily physically active. They were oftentimes sitting in the shade and telling me to go play with my siblings or go play with my friends. They weren't necessarily in the game, quote unquote, I'm not saying literally, but like they weren't participating a lot of times in life with me. Now I have my father who has taken care of his health over the last 15 years since he lost bunch of weight my mom passed in 2006 he lost weight probably uh 2007 2008 and what is it now 2022 so it's been close to 15 years that he's taken the weight off and we've been traveling and i i'm just so grateful that i've had the quality of time to really connect with him man to man adult to adult um but i also still miss having had those memories or times that we could have spent together when I was a little guy. And I know my siblings probably feel very similarly. So here I am, you know, touring from the Dolomites of Northern Italy through Milan and Rome and, uh, you know, Florence and Tuscany um, down to Positano and the Amalfi Coast. Like this country is absolutely beautiful and my father, you know, had, had said, yeah, I, I want to join you there. And, and I convinced my little sister to join us because he's been here before and it's so beautiful. But at the end of the day, you know, yes, we all get older. None of us are going to make it out alive. Yes, we've all heard those things. And yet the quality of our lifestyle, the quality of our health Will dictate the quality of those present moments that you get to have, or that you don't get to have, with other people. Right. So those are mine. These are mine. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So that's that's really the question. At the end of the day, is do you are you going to prioritize your health, or are you going to continue thinking that you're the exception to the rule, that you're just going to make up for lost time later down down the road? You're you're not going to prioritize your the health of your, your body. You're not gonna prioritize the health of your marriage or your relationship with your significant other. You're not going to prioritize the health of your finances, budgeting, right? Whatever the case might be, the whole idea of becoming kings is to get to shit figured out before the shit hits the fan, right? Before it's too late. Because I often say our lives are either an example of what's possible Or it's a warning to others of what not to do, right? And so in many regards, you have to be willing to look at the example of other people and say, hey, he's got the results or she's got the results that I want. Or, hey, look at that warning. That's definitely not what I'm going to do there in terms of my investment of my time, my energy, my effort. Because life is, man, it's such a... it can just change by by a flip of a coin, right? We can be here one day and gone the next. Um, I was talking to a buddy even just recently who his sister was into like motorcycle drag racing. And uh, I know, right? Uh, uh, I didn't even know. Like that's one of those things that you can kind of (laughs) do amateur wise. But uh, she got got into an accident and, and she's, you know, been... Um, handicapped ever since and can't communicate, uh, needs assistance in living and everything that she does from here on out. And she's, you know, that happened in her early thirties. So, you know, it's like life is so precious. And the reality is that a lot of us and possibly you listening, we will rationalize or justify our way out of like, oh, yeah, I mean, he, he makes a, a couple of good points, but, man, I'm in my routine. I, I can't mix things up now. I've got this big project I'm working on or I've got this promotion I'm working towards or, you know, if we get all these things lined up, then we'll be able to move out of state and I'll get, you know, things will be in a better position than they were. So I think a lot of that is the, the problem where we rationalize ourselves out of taking action That would really allow us to improve our lives, not only now, but decades in the future, if we are blessed to be around here that long, right? And it's not only a gift to you, it's really a gift to your significant other, your kids, your community. And I just, I just, it's so hard for me to, to attempt to implore upon you. I think you get my point. It's like, you have to do this, man. Otherwise, you're going to pay and feel the weight of regret of not prioritizing, uh, you know, something when you lose it. You're going to lose your health. uh, Kind of to my father spending a lot of money, you know, having made a lot of money, but spending a lot of money just to get his health back. And there's no amount of money in the bank that can replace great health. And uh, speaking from experience, too, you can have a great great marriage and it can quickly shift or fizzle out and if you don't prioritize it, you know, you might lose the very best thing that you ever had. So, from me to you from Athens, Greece to wherever you're listening to this to, thank you for listening, thank you for tuning in, hopefully you uh, have been able to hear my voice <laughs> amongst the uh, the craziness of scooters and and merchants and uh, homeless people that are trying to steal my water. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, appreciate you listening to this solo podcast. And uh, we'll check in with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. We'll talk soon. Cheers. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email. At podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com/backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.